I googled white women bars NYC and this is one that came up and I was like okay we can't use this actual place so what if we call it uh, we are young <laughs> instead <laughs> this fits the this fits the bullshit oh absolutely Your, the starters include burrata for $21 Jesus burrata with basil pesto roasted tomatoes Toasted pine nuts and pecorino romano. A $20 (laughs) kale salad. Kale carrots, root vegetable chips, honey lime vinaigrette, cashews, and Thai peanut sauce. You can get cheese tortellini. Ooh. Actually, though, um, there is one thing on this menu that I would fuck up, and that is crispy Brussels sprouts with pistachio and pickled mustard seed. Yeah, that sounds fucking amazing. No cap. As the kids say. Hello, listeners. This is your host and game master, Kat. We've had a very busy September between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, requiring a lot from the Jewish and Jew-curious contingent of the podcast. So I appreciate you sticking with us during that short hiatus. Things will be back to normal for a while, but I promise I'll say something if any of that changes. The thing that might be changing is me starting to work again and needing to find a new editing routine, so it's a good change, I think, for at least for me. I can promise you that we are always thinking about and working on this show, even if sometimes we miss a week. Anyway, back to the intro so we can keep this short. If you're on Blue Sky, you can find each of us individually at our usual handles. If you miss the shit posting, you'll find it on Blue Sky. We've also elected to create a new Tumblr blog at Danger Square Media, where we'll be doing episode write-ups, new game announcements, and general art sharing. If you don't use either platform but you still want to keep up to date or prefer a newsletter generally, you can email us at admin at dangersquare.ca with the subject line Danger Square Newsletter. That'll help us gauge whether or not we want to start making an email distribution list so that you can get all of those announcements in your inbox if you prefer that to social media. If you'd like to support us, there are a few ways you can do that. First, you can tell someone about the show. We thrive on word of mouth, and our goofy brand of weird is the perfect thing to recommend to your friends, your polycule, your found family, your biological family, or the guy who you buy cookie cakes from. We're fans of good pods for their really neat shareability features, but whatever you prefer works for us. If you do leave a review, let us know via Skeet or Tumblr message, and you'll get a shout out on the show. We're going to be relaunching our Patreon efforts shortly. I know I said September, but boy howdy was it a busy month. Um, so keep an ear out on the Patreon if you're still subscribed, and we'll get you some more episodes coming out soon. Um, now, without further ado, let's save the world.
the last time we played, what had happened was Riley had done some toilet wine scrying. I mean, toilet scrying. Um, and Bev and Euphrema had gone to the Bureau of Vital Statistics, where both groups had found out that what they may be looking for is probably housed in Woodlawn Cemetery. Um, I forgot the context in which you guys went back to the pond to look for geese. I mean, to uh, look for ghosts <laughs> and then attacked by geese. Euphrema went back after Bev left to get a happy birthday cake for Francis Jr. with a Minecraft. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And decided to see if anyone was around. And there was! And then you got attacked by geese. So I'm to assume that the ghost has geese powers now. Um, technically the geese are classed as minions. (laughs) Are they boss fights each? (laughs) No. Um, so, first of all, in my session, not my session notes, in my, um, session, in my, uh, mystery outline, they are listed as Canada Geese Howard. Um, so if they do their pretzel input, you're fucked. Yeah, but nobody can get that, so whatever. (laughs) And now, we've related this back to Unsound Theories. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was kind of funny hearing you talk about pretzel inputs on that. Kira was so upset by them. <laughs> Most people are. I don't know what that means. Oh, wait, it's fighting game shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, Geese Howard in the SNK games has just the stupidest pretzel-shaped input that I described to Kira in numpad notation during Unsound Theories, and she was irate. <laughs> because... It is an extraordinarily aggravating input. Okay, so who would like to start? Because I think what is happening here is that we're going to sort of run out the rest of Sunday just doing whatever with the intent of headed, heading to the cemetery on Monday morning. Um, Unless Riley has other plans. Well, no, I do have Sunday plans, but it's... Right, you had the matinee. Did we end up actually going no you were getting a cookie cake right because i know a guy right yep 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 yep. you also know a guy who can pick locks yeah that guy is me (laughs) do i have do i have this reminds me for it really need to take my lock picks out of my purse before i fly to canada yes that's a good call i've definitely left them in my bag before and not gotten clocked on it yeah, because they're too busy clocking you on other things and touching your penis. Dab, 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 dab. That's why I fly. I wonder if sans You're balls. You're less likely. Yeah. Wait. Sans balls? Um, <laughs> I'm less likely. Okay. That was the whole joke. Uh, yes, I... I mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Euphrema, you've just run away from some geese. Yeah, that sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are still in Central Park. You are approached by a uniformed gentleman. It appears to be wearing a uniform of a park ranger, not a cop. Oh, good. Um, he has like a fairly medium brown complexion with a tightly cut hair that is fit under his little park ranger cap. He's got a flashlight and a first aid kit on his belt. And he looks actually quite friendly, all things considered. But he is approaching you with purpose. Uh-oh. Uh, can I uh, ignore him and try to keep walking? You can, but you're going to have to roll to act under pressure to do that. 
And what's the associated stat? Because act under pressure is plus cool. Isn't that the one that changes? Default is cool. Unless you have another way to act under pressure, it should be based on cool. Oh, what what am I thinking of? Defy danger? I'm thinking of Dungeon World. We're good. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wrong system, baby. So that is a 10. On a 10 plus, you do what you set out to do. Uh, you walk away from him. <laughs> Not paying attention, so I don't get yelled at. Okay, give me a second to... I definitely didn't think you were going to succeed that role. I mean, so... he could still shout and I would stop. Okay. Yeah, Just because I succeeded in walking away doesn't mean I'm going to leave. <laughs> okay. So you, you start, uh, you're not quite like, you're not beating cheeks because that's a little suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Again, second time we've referenced that during this adventure. Yep. Um, <laughs> but you are equally purposefully walking away from this man who calls out to you, uh, Miss... Ah, oh, crap. Um, uh, me? Yes, you. Y- yeah? Were you just attacked by a bunch of geese? Chased off, I think, is a better description. Can we stop shouting at each other and have a conversation like civilized humans? I thought this was New York. <laughs> <laughs> and you will stop walking. <laughs> he kind of... Just, like, he stops and, like, fucking tourists. And he approaches you. Uh, I think a few I, f- I think a few of the, like, bystanders in the area kind of turn their heads and are, like, fucking tourists. <laughs> the whole block, it, it's like a shockwave of fucking tourists. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, miss, um, are you okay? Do you need yeah. any first aid? I- I'm a little winded. I don't think any of them caught me. I think I just stood too close to wherever they like to settle down. That's the thing? It's January. Yeah? Not used to seeing geese in the park in January. Oh. Them being migratory birds and whatnot. I guess it is kind of cold for them. Huh, weird. I didn't think about that. You weren't, by any chance, releasing pet geese, were you? Um, no? Is that a legitimate problem? Very much so. I have, I've, there's all sorts of domestic breeds of geese that people keep as pets until they don't feel like dealing with them anymore and drop them off at the nearest pond. Oh, and maybe people. you just thought that leaving some geese in Central Park, no one would notice. It's just a couple more geese in Central Park. No, I, I don't have any pets. I also didn't have any pets. So I'm at the same level of pet here. Uh, really a pet neutral situation then. Exactly. You get it. So, now, I couldn't help but notice. You were, uh, approaching the pond over there when the geese came after you? Yeah, I wasn't going on. I was... Okay. Just on the shore. We've had some issues with that lately. Nobody respects the signs around here. Yeah, no kidding. The M. Night Shyamalan film? I mean, it's orange. It glows in the dark, practically. And it just says, don't go on the ice. Yeah, no, I wasn't going on the ice. I was just talking to some ghosts. You were what? Talking to ghosts. You know, the the skating sisters on the pond. I wanted to see if I could get, like, an audio recording of them. Miss? Yeah, it sounds weird, I know. Ghosts aren't real. You... You know that Ghostbusters was a fictional movie? 
I mean, sure, but you can pull elements of it out of to work with. I mean, you know, I'm, I am big fan of Leslie Jones, but you know, the movies, the movies, all right. Nothing to start a cult about. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say I started a cult. I just wanted to talk to some ghosts. <laughs> all right. Well. Just stay away from the geese. Stay away from the pond. All right. Fair enough. I can do that. And uh, if you happen to need any assistance, can uh, give me a call at this number. And he hands you a business card that says Liddell Banks, a park ranger, glaciologist. And it's got a cell phone number, a pager number, (laughs) and a fax number. You're, you're a park ranger with your own business card? You'd be surprised how often personal business cards are effective ways to administer rangering. Fair enough. And your friend will, like, put it into her wallet for safekeeping. I, I will definitely keep this in mind. Don't go telling any tales about ghosts. People are already wary enough about the park as is. I mean, what if they're true? Look. I've been around this park for 30-something years. There's a couple of things you gotta know about Central Park. One, things happen. It's a weird place. Two, don't turn on a flashlight while you're walking through the park at night. <laughs> you from a just nods along. Okay, yeah, I, I think I can keep that all in mind. All right, you have a safe and recreationful day. You too. Later. And we'll continue walking off with purpose. Um, Bev, where are you go? Who's who's your guy for cookie cakes? Is it just the the cookie cake place in the mall? No. Um, I feel like okay. So I, the guy that I know who does cookie cakes used to work at the cookie cake place in the mall, but now does it as a like a side gig. His home cookie cake His business. His home cookie cake business. Um, and he does, like, I don't know, business administration or something as his, like, breadwinning job. Um, you mean, like, an office manager or? Yeah, like an office manager. Like a, like a ho-hum kind of nine-to-five job that pays but is soul-draining. So in order to, like, survive it, he's taken up cookie cake making on the side. Okay. Do you have a name for this person? I do not have a name for this person. Minton Smith. Senator Gall Travis. Uh, Joe Fontini. Okay. Joseph Joe Fontini. The name of his company is not Fake Bakes because too many people have been asking for like cakes that look like items. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like at first it was like he started off just doing cookie cakes and then everyone asked him to make realistic, you know, is this, show. is this real kind of cake? And then he's like, no, I don't have the fucking time for that. You get in a cookie cake and you're going to like it. He did. He did do one actual sponge cake that was shaped like a cookie one time and thought it was the stupidest thing in the world and never did it again. Yes. <laughs> is this a cookie or is it a cake? It's a cake. Turns to the camera. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that works well on a podcast. <laughs> Good use of the audio format. <laughs> Listeners, you're not gonna get a vi- you're not gonna get a description. Um, you're not missing right. out on uh, much though. So it was not much. 
I feel like Joe also runs it through like because it's a side project and because he doesn't want to have to report the income to the IRS, he does it through like you have to message him through signal. Um it's even more than that. You have to go to his house in East Rutherford. Right, but you have to like let him know when you're coming first. Mm-hmm. So I think after the excursion to records keeping New York Bureau of Records, um, Bev shoots Joe a, a, a signal message being like, hey, coming over you in? You get a what kind of cake do you want? How old is the kid again? Or F- Frankie Jr.? No, the, the kid for... Yeah, yeah. I think he's turning eight was what I said. It's yeah. his eighth birthday. An eight-year-old kid wants a Minecraft. Do got a name for this kid? Uh, you made me delete his character sheet, so you can't reference that anymore. It's Francis Frankie Jr. DeLuca. <laughs> nope. nope. No. That's Papa DeLuca. <laughs> no. It's Francis uh, it Jr. It is Francis. It's, it's Francis Jr., but it's Frank... No, it's... Frankie Francis Jr. The whole cake is happy eighth birthday, Francis Jr. with a Minecraft. Okay, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> you, Bev, would remember this, despite you, Emma, not remembering this. Yes. <laughs> yes, Bev remembers this, not Emma. This is why I take um, notes. But I'm going to send a text saying, take a guess. Uh, in response to guess? what did I say? You got a name. <laughs> you get a message back. Do I look like Scooby Doo? <laughs> um, and immediately in succession, following the taking take a guess, um, happy eighth birthday, Francis Jr. You get a response, and he wants a Minecraft on it. Give me two hours. I don't need a rush. It's it's for tomorrow. Right, you're picking it up tonight. <laughs> and with that, Bev starts making uh their way. Over to East Rutherford, New Jersey. Okay, so it's probably mid-evening at this point then. The sun has set, and you're walking up what is typical for East Rutherford, New Jersey. Just an ungodly steep hill mm-hmm. through a relatively well-lit suburban neighborhood. Um, the area has a lot of industry, so there's a little bit of like chemical smell and stuff like that. Um, if you turn around, you get a pretty good view of MetLife Stadium, mm-hmm. but you have to look over the top of various highways and things, and it's it is the metropolitan part of New York metropolitan area, the very highway full sort of New Jersey that people it's not really walkable, but people do it anyway. People do it because there's no bus service, and you ring Joe's doorbell go. When was the last time you saw Joe? Um, in person? Yeah, or like, just generally, about how much does Joe know about your life? Not a whole lot. Like, we've, like, we, okay, Joe is the kind of person that you run into randomly in random places, and you're like, huh, didn't expect to see you here, but I'm not surprised. Um, like, because they're just everywhere, but with no regularity. So it's like, sometimes you can go, like, a year and a half without yeah. seeing them, and then you'll sudden you'll randomly see them at like a concert for something, or like going out to pick up a specific like obscure like adapter somewhere, and there's Joe. 
Okay. I feel like that was a very Six months non-answer. It was an answer. You asked me about how frequently, like, how, how do you, how do you, how well does what Joe I'm know trying you? To, what I'm trying to get at is, does Joe know you as Bev? Does Joe know you as Beverly? Does Joe know you as something else? Uh, that's what you're getting at, ask me. Um, but I feel like Joe is the kind of guy that just calls everyone I got, a, I got the it. same I, no, name. No, no, I, mm-hmm. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Okay. You, uh... Because he doesn't want to have to remember names, he just calls everyone the same name. Okay, so you ring Joe's doorbell, and he comes to the door with a, um, with an apron. What is... Does anyone have an idea what the apron might say? Um... I think it's, instead of kiss the cook, it says kiss the mook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's it going, chief? Yeah, Okay. Not now, Chief. I'm in the fucking zone. Jaeger bombs. Jaeger bombs. Jaeger bombs. How's it going, Chief? Um, slightly out of breath from walking up the hills. Just dandy. All right, so I got a happy birthday, Francis Jr. Happy eighth birthday, Francis Jr. And I put a enderman on it. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's a Minecraft. You play Minecraft? Eh, I, kinda, I dabble now and then. Man, I got this whole redstone seaweed farm going. It's you should you should give it a shot. Minecraft is pretty fun. Yeah, I know. I like I play. It's just not very regular. You know, I got this friend. She built herself a castle. It's a whole. There's a lot you can do with Minecraft. You know, is Turing complete? Yeah, yeah. I've seen those YouTube videos. All right. Well, uh, how much I owe you this time? Uh, it's a twelve-person cookie cake. Let's say. Uh, Rush job, fifty-two bucks. Uh, call it sixty. I don't. I don't want to have to break. I'll take three twenties off of you if that's what you're looking to do. Uh, do you pay him? Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Um, thanks. Like, uh, like. I mean, thanks for the rush job. Yeah, and you know, it's a cookie cake. They're not hard to make. That's fair, I guess. Um, anyway, I'll. I guess I'll be. Do you want a water or something? What? Do you want like a water or something? You look winded. Uh. I could use a moment off my feet. All right, well, uh, there's a seat on the porch if you want to use it. Thanks. You know, do you believe in ghosts? Do I believe in ghosts? Maron, what do you think? I, I believe I, in one ghost and one ghost only. The holy one. Okay, that's what I think. Okay, so, like, I don't know. It's weird. There was a something weird that happened at Central Park yesterday, and I don't know. I People I was with at the time seemed to think that it was ghosts but i i don't know i don't know like they're convinced like definite proof these this was a ghost i mean uh you know people have uh, kind of lost their way lately yeah but i mean these guys seem to be like have they were fully praying it. about it they were fully with it you know what i mean sure but like it wasn't that long ago that a bunch of those uh, teens over on the tiktok tried to hex the moon yeah but those were teens trying to hex the moon. Like, I don't know. We're in an age that is very anti-science. And, uh, you know, people turn to mystical beliefs during periods of this enlightenment. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just looking for some perspective. You're looking for something to believe in? A little bit, yeah. Have you heard of Jesus Christ? I've, I've heard of Jesus Christ. Not my cup of tea. Yeah, I guess you're not from a... It just sort of comes with the territory. No, like, 
my parents were very and it just it was too much you know was it a catholic church thing or what uh really really into it protestant it was oh heretics yeah that, that makes sense yeah, yeah okay i don't know i'm just fucking with you I... I anyway i should probably get going so don't wear a hole in your porch what you got acid shoes or something yeah the ghost spit on it Ugh, ghost spit all right, well, uh, let me know if you need another cake or, uh, you know, if you're interested in learning some catechism. I won't tell you which one next time. All right, well, uh, I'll show up with uh, a Catholic priest and a cookie cake. <laughs> All right, catch you later. Catch you later, Joe. Yeah, see ya, chief. Uh, so, <laughs> you've got a cookie cake and you're trying to figure out mass transit to get back to Jersey City, I assume? Yeah. Okay, That's then gonna I be think- a lot of walking. That leaves us with a good opportunity to switch over. Riley, Erica, if you want to stop playing Starfield for a moment. No. I, I saw it reflected in the uh, framed painted the pictures behind you that you had, like the prints, it was reflecting there. And I was like, oh, Erica's just playing Starfield. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm working on my ship. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm here. I'm queer. Get used to it. My balls disappear. Uh, Okay, so you are just getting out of the matinee showing of Hades Town. It's like late afternoon. You've did any of you fall asleep after the bottomless mimosas? Um, yeah, probably. Because I mean, like Riley's a musical theater nerd, and like probably at least one of her friends. Like I doubt all of them are though. Okay. Although Hades Town is really good. Yeah, I think. If I understand anything about Riley's character, she would be paying very careful attention and enjoying the hell out of Hades Town. Oh yeah, it's not Riley for sure. Um, but, but yeah, it's yeah, Sunday evening. It's it is Sunday evening. Uh, you have a reservation this evening after the show at a place on Tenth Street called. Um, it's like it's it's a cocktail bar. It, it's specifically it's called Kitchen and Cocktails, and it's um it's um the bar is called We Are Young. Oh, good. And you're not so quite sure if it's a fun reference or like a Pat Benatar thing. I'm leaning toward fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, unless heartache to heartache, we stand. Did you have anything else you wanted to do with the evening, or did you just want to go out for dinner and drinks and stuff? I mean, I think that was the plan. Um, I honestly, I'm tempted. Would it ruin everything if after the dinner, I caught a cab to the cemetery? Because frankly, I'm going to have to be doing stuff that I shouldn't be doing during the day. (laughs) And that's kind of what I was thinking. But also... Yeah, I think you could do that. I don't think it would ruin everything. Okay. Then that's probably what I'm going to do. Like, enjoy dinner with my friends and stuff. And then, I don't know, make some excuse like, uh, oh, I'm just following up on that uh, person who got hurt. I promised I'd stop by and say hi. I'll be right back to the hotel. Yeah. uh, You're being, like, weirdly responsible about this. I'm 26 years old. Yeah, that's, you're like practically like, I a understand. Kid still. Yeah, that's not how my parents would frame that. Um, they um, God, they're like, oh, we want you to stay in town. Like, oh, like we love having you around here, and you're important to the town. Da 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 da. And then they're like, oh, well, you're 26 and you still live at home. And I'm like, yeah, because like, what else is there to do? And I have a degree in 
Latin and hydrology and now library sciences. And like, it's not like I'm making money. Um, and anyhow, yeah, it's... Girl, do you have a therapist? But, no, but uh, I'm beginning to suspect that that might be something I should have. I heard about this like service on a podcast that I listened to. It's called uh, Wetter Kelp. I'm going to need you to never, ever, ever listen to that podcast again. Uh, they, like, that's one of the worst things I've ever heard. Send you like nope, nope. seaweed supplements that yeah, help with your no, mood and memory. I don't think that's a replacement for therapy. Um, and if I needed seaweed, I would walk to the pier. Um, yeah. Anyhow, y'all um, get back safe. I'll be back soon. Don't have too much fun without me or do. I'm not going to stop you. Um, if you want to find a Sunday night club, I don't know that that's a thing. It's a holiday weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, true. Do they do they change their hours on holiday weekends? Anyhow, if you're not going back to the hotel, just shoot me a text. I'll meet you wherever. We're good. All right, fine. Don't, like, get kidnapped or whatever. I'm not explaining that no. to your parents. I believe me. If that were to happen, um, my dad would be the one I would want to know. Because uh, whoever those kidnappers are are not going to be around much longer. It's just that, like, I've listened to a lot of true crime podcasts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that where you heard about your, your kelp? Uh, no, that was a movie podcast. Mm. Anyway, um, you go do your thing. Remember wetterkelp.com. And I must give it you get, the death stare. Is, is there like a code I should put in because you're getting some sort of like commission off of this? You're oh, really pushing uh, this. Is it because uh, your name is Lake? <laughs> um, I'm Lake. That's Becca. You're talking to... The, Riley, are you okay? Like, I'm... I'm I've got a lot of money. Do you need mind. to go to a hospital? Oh, God. I mean, probably, but not actual sarcasmly okay, i can um all i'm saying is like if you want to toss me in for a grippy sock vacation for a week or two i'm not gonna say no um but i'm not like, honestly are you okay now i'm actually like a little worried uh, yeah like this is i just have a lot on my mind okay i'm sorry i'm distracted i want to yeah I don't know. It's been a long weekend already. We've done a lot and it's been really fun, but I, I think my brain's just ready to call it quits. And so I'm blabbing and trying to make stupid jokes and they're not landing. And now you're annoyed and we're not a, we're not annoyed. We're worried. Oh, well, like, don't worry about me. You're talking about like inpatient services at a mental hospital and like, yeah, but like in a joke, you mixed way. up me and Becca, uh, like you've, we're standing close to each other. I'm not wearing my contacts. I don't have to drive. So like, we're good. Do you need someone to come with you? Mm, no, that's like antithetical to the whole point of this weekend. Please, no, like you guys go have fun. We're, I don't know about the rest of the group, but I don't think I can have fun if you're just sort of wandering around on your own, having okay, a fucking fine. mental breakdown. I, I'm just worried about this guy and that's on my brain. Uh, you know what? This is also definitely a roll tact under pressure. Your goal is to get out of the situation, I believe. And you're not doing a very great uh, I, job of acting under pressure at the moment. No, I, I was actually just going to give up. <laughs> oh, if you're willing to give up, you can yeah. just take the no, L. No, I was like, you know what? Yeah, you're, you're right. I'm mimosas, two days, lots of walking, 
Um, I should probably just get back to the hotel with you guys. I'm, you're right. And thank you for looking after me. I can check in on him tomorrow. It's a long weekend. It's not like I have anywhere to be. Do you want to like have some food maybe? Like maybe you're just really hungry. You know, for a place called Kitchen and Cocktails, <laughs> we really did not have much food. That's a good point. I might be drunker than I thought I was. <laughs> that makes more sense. Okay. Lake looks visibly less concerned. Thank God. <laughs> Like I don't think Riley is drunker one. than she thinks she is. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, do you want to like fuck up some pizza? Honestly, I walked by a place on the way here that was serving hot dog pizza. And, Papa DeLuca's? And pizza sounds... I, I don't know that I can ever look at pizza the same and in a negative way. Um, oh. How about there's, there's like a halal place around the corner. Something yeah, spicy can, sounds great. We can... Although you were really excited about, like, yeah, no, it's just, it's my go-to pizza joint, like. Oh, oh, that, the one with the cart that's in front of the restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, like, you know, 2 a.m. you go to the hot dog cart. Yeah, I think it might be one of those city things I just don't get, Um, but Kebab's calling my name, so let's do that. Yeah, yeah, uh, Halal Guys works. Uh, The guys at the Halal cart refer to Lake as boss, and... Refer to everyone else as pretty lady. Um, we actually ended up at a at a halal cart called Halal, which really only works when it's spelled out. But it's a Western halal cart, so it's got no, barbecue. I refuse to engage with this stupid with a Y, stupid fusion food. Fine. It is just a halal, guys. And they say, "How's it going, boss? You want white sauce on that?" Uh, so yeah, you get you get, uh, I assume a chicken and rice platter, most likely with white sauce and hot sauce. Uh, no, I think that's something in a pita I can walk away with. Okay. Yeah. Mm, so no I think I that's a spot for us to end the evening then. Okay. There's it a Turkish now... place downtown now, and I really want to go there. It is now <laughs> Monday morning. Um, Riley, you are considerably less hungover than you were on Sunday morning. Yay. You're from a, you still crashed at Kit's place, I think. That would make the most sense, I think. Um, the two of you watched, uh really goopy horror movie called like brain melters <laughs> it, it was it was bad and it's exactly what you wanted to watch <laughs> no thoughts head empty screen entertaining uh, <laughs> but um riley has uh, yeah. riley you guys have checked out of the hotel i think most so ev- can we go earlier like in the morning Yeah, like, I want to wake up and act like I'm going for a run and, like, stretching, put on my shoes and everything. Yeah. I am a runner, after all. What time are you doing this? Oh, like, 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. No one else is awake. You do not need to perform this for anyone. Just in case someone's watching. Bev has been asleep for about an hour and a half at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Just in case I, you know, someone were to wake up, they would just, I, they know I'm a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to run outside uh, and get a lift to the cemetery. Yeah, I, I think you probably take the A train up to oh, sure. right. the Bronx. Public transit. That's a thing for some people. Certainly is in New York. Uh, 
You get off at like 116th Street or something. I don't know. I forget exactly what stop on the A train gets you. In the, it, it. This doesn't matter. <laughs> but you are, you are sort of. Once again, I have to do something that I don't really want to do in broad daylight. So since I couldn't get away with it last night, mm-hmm. this is the new plan. Okay, you are in, you're in the Bronx. It is still dark out because it is the dead of winter. Right. Mm -hmm. And you have now uh, probably about two hours before the cemetery is open to the public. Yeah, um, I'm, you know, I I jog there looking like one of those New York joggers. Hey, I'm running over here. Um... And um, I'm going to sort of get to the cemetery. Um, What's that fence looking like? Wrought iron, spiky, you know, typical cemetery fence. Yeah. Um, And the gates being closed, it's not as though, is it like formal? Like it is closed, closed? Closed, closed. Okay. Um, There are a lot of famous people in Woodlawn Cemetery. Oh, Um, well, I... Sure, I'm gonna hop over that fence. Okay, uh, roll to, let's say, act under pressure. The pressure being getting caught by a cop. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool is my worst stat by far. Okay, that's a mixed success. Nice. Okay, so I get to give you either a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. So I think you do get into the cemetery, but... You leave something behind accidentally because it gets caught on the fence. Okay. Um, There's is Riley a two... fanny pack runner? Likely, although I feel like that would be really noticeable. Yeah. So the things that you kind of need in this situation are um, typical order uh, exorcism practices include salting and burning the bones of the spirit that you are dealing with, right? Correct. So does your source of fire get lost or does your source of salt get lost? Salt. I think I, I swiped a salt shaker off of like the, the breakfast at the hotel. Okay. So you are saltless in the cemetery, which might be the Cure song. Uh, I think that's a like, Tom Hanks movie. Or maybe it's a Smith song. Either way. Uh... <laughs> okay. Um, do I know where the grave is? Um, your scrying did give you the information on it being Woodlawn Cemetery. It did not give yes. you the specifics of where. <sighs> okay, time to start. How big is the cemetery? Uh, pretty big. Okay. <sighs> Fun. You do know that the deeper you get into the cemetery, um, and there is a, because I think you sort of came at it from, um, Basically, you came at it from the south, so you're, like, sort of on the opposite end of the cemetery from where the older graves are, because you do see a sign that says, um, like, a sign that indicates gravesite of Herman Melville this way. So you get a feeling that the older plots are going to be deeper into the cemetery. Okay, I will wander deeper into the cemetery then. Okay, um, you pass by the grave of Miles Davis, you pass by the grave of Irving Berlin. Uh, Cool. Um, probably not all that noteworthy. I mean, like, maybe Miles Davis is someone that Riley knows because her oh, dad yeah. is really into jazz. Probably. I mean, she listens to NPR. That's fair. Um, 
is Riley a wait, wait, don't tell me NPR type or a fresh air with Terry Gross uh, NPR type? Uh, Terry is um, the daily NPR politics podcast type of NPR listener. Who is? Riley. You said Terry because I said Terry Gross. Terry Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Terry listens, Gross listens to NPR's to... politics podcast. I think also probably all things considered because like, come on. It's all things considered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so you're wandering around and you come across a lake. They were supposed to be at the hotel still. Different lake. Woodlawn Lake. <sighs> okay. And graves are looking old. Mm-hmm. I will do a quick scan around. Okay. Um, Erica quick, doesn't remember the name. Quick roll to investigate the a mystery. Specific. Unless you're using magic to do so, in which case it's use magic. And then you yeah. can choose to investigate a mystery. That's correct. But I'm less... Using magic in a graveyard is a dangerous, weird thing to do that I'm going to avoid if possible. That's very fair. Look at that. Another mixed success. I'm already performing a fucking exorcism. So, Okay, so you get to hold one. Um, and you can ask one of those questions or... Um, if it's a reasonable variation on one of those questions, I'll allow it because... Okay. Um, You're on thin ice, counselor. So where did it go is one of these questions. Like, obviously, that's about the monster itself. And I'm not even looking for the monster. I'm looking for related information. But, like, where did it come from? Is that a... Yeah, we're allowed the cut and I Joe variation. That's an established oh, yes, part that's of right. That's one of the rules. <laughs> where did it come from? Where did it go? That, that's that's our house rule is the cut and I Joe variant. Uh, so you are scanning through the area that you're in when you come across a secondarily fenced in mausoleum that engraved in the marble says Vandervoort. Okay. It's nearby the lake. Similar kind of fence situation? Uh, yeah, it is a... This one, actually, though, the um, the wrought iron is topped with those typical, like, fleur-de-lis pattern patternings, um, but these are gilded. Fancy. Um, is there a lock on the door to the mausoleum, or just a fence around it? Just a fence around it. All right, second verse, same as the first, I think. Yeah, um... I mean, I'll there's... look around first, of course, but I yeah. assume there's no one really in the graveyard. No, there's really... I, I don't think you need to act under pressure because there's no one around other than a, it's it's a very wide open cemetery and uh, and you would see a security guard. You'd probably hear their um, golf cart going. <laughs> so climb on over that fence. It is mm-hmm. a um, the mausoleum doesn't actually have a door. It's sort of like an open rotunda almost. Okay. Okay. Sure. Lots of marble columns and things like that. You know, very Gilded Age, rich people sort of vibes. And you see like six or so names. Um, You definitely do see Janet and Rosetta. You also see Sutton Vandervoort. Um, Zelda Vandervoort. Rad. That is a period appropriate name, Aaron. I know. I watch Sabrina. (laughs) And... A Kermit Vandervoort. Okay. All dated around the period that you would expect the the various ghosts that you're expecting to see. Okay, interesting. Obviously, we know about the Vandervoort sisters because I had that conversation with Euphrema and the cosplayer. Um, 
She's not a cosplayer. They just do period clothing. Period clothing enthusiast. Um, that leaves a very interesting question as to if the third ghost is related. Regardless, I guess that's not really my job. Um, <laughs> my job right now is to follow the orders of the order. Um, and in that regard, I will... Uh, wedge open the it was sarcophagi? Is that the right word? Casket? I'm not sure about a mausoleum. Yeah. But, uh, Janet and Rosetta. Um, I don't, I, there's no role for this, but I think you would have a pretty tough time moving a solid slate of marble by yourself. I feel like that would be a good act under pressure. I mean, my tough is my highest stat. Beefy. Also, these things um, are kind of designed to not move. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> if you had a sledgehammer, maybe. Did you bring a crowbar? No. But it's possible we can kill two birds with one stone. You get two um, birds stoned at once. <laughs> yeah. I uh, drop a weed brownie on the ground. Um. Okay. I'm going to set my stuff down and notice I don't have salt, which isn't great. I also don't have a way to open these. So now... What we're going to do is find a maintenance shed that would have a crowbar and rock salt. <laughs> it's winter in New York. Uh, yeah, so I think this would be another act under pressure in this case. because yeah, I think that's very fair. Finding you're, you've got the time crunch of not wanting to seem suspicious. You have to sneak around a maintenance shed, which is more likely to have security or custodial staff. You have rolled all three types of mixed success that you can get. A seven, an eight, and a nine. Which means I'm not gaining experience. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for experience on my roll, too. So you get your crowbar, and you get your rock salt. Um, but you notice that it's not actually... The bag does say Kalemic ice melt, so it's a potassium chloride salt. God damn it. Is there... Um, there's a chance it might work. It is salt. It's just not, you know, it's a salt. It's just not... It is a salt? The expected kind of um, salt. And I mean, like, iodized what? salt isn't exactly the most... That's not pure. Salt of salt. Salt of salts either. So, like, and most table salt is iodized. So... Well, and it, most, even Kalemic sidewalk salt would have a variety of cations. Um, you'd have, you know, meg chloride. You'd have some sodium chloride in there. Fuck it. We're going to try it because we're getting closer to sunrise. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> this is this is why uh, obviously I can't carry uh, my very large Labrys axe around New York with me, but would have been handy. Okay, so you get back to the tombs. Um, the walls are covered in bile, and he's slithering around uh, with his yellow... That's a Eugene Tombs. It's an X-Files joke. I was making an X-Files joke. Did he Did he come through the vents? He ate six vents? livers, and now he's asleep again. Okay, but how did he get in this time? Did somebody... He just slurped through the bars. Oh, okay, that's fine. He Alex macked it. Yeah. No, but um, you get back to the mausoleum pretty much unscathed. Um, so 
you know, I think you go through the process, you crack open those tombs, you salt the bones, you light them on fire. Um, yeah. Is this used magic? Is this big magic? I don't know. Um, technically, this is a mundane activity. True. You're not using magical fire. You're not... Yeah. you're, You're using the purifying properties of salt and the purifying properties of fire to help a ghost move on. Yeah. Um, okay. I I sprinkle salt. I grab a lighter and get toasty. Get toasty. A strong wind sure blows into the mausoleum, like hurricane strength, gust of wind. The fires go out, and despite the fact that it is basically sunrise, you know that early morning sort of light where it's very diffuse because the sun isn't quite up. It's yeah, pitch it's black bending around the earth and oh. Um, <laughs> would you like to roll to read a bad situation? No. If I don't engage, it can't hurt me. <laughs> All right. experience. Mark experience. You did complain about not getting experience. But, you know, angels helping me out. And I think that's where we're going to end this episode. Chicks with Dice is a part of Danger Square Productions. To support the work we do, visit our website, dangersquare.ca. Monster of the Week is written by Michael Sands and published by Evil Hat Productions. Remember, the best way to help us is to leave a review on the podcatcher of your choice or to tell a friend about the show. Word of mouth is the number one way a podcast gains new listeners, and a close second are five-star reviews. The theme song for Disaster Lesbian's Guide to the Apocalypse is My Mommy Dom Spit in My Mouth and Now I'm a Kami by Over My Dead Name. Visit linktr.ec e-e-slash-o-m-d-m that's o-m-d-m and not o-m-d-n for Allison's other work. This episode features Aaron Cotter as Euphrema Naylor. Aaron uses they-them pronouns. 40 Under 40 gay luminary Erica Belsas played Riley Knutson. Erica uses any all pronouns. Emma Hislop played Bev. Emma uses shrug emoji pronouns, which function like any all pronouns, but with a current preference for she. It also featured me, Kathleen Hislop, I use she, her, and it, its pronouns. Until next time, keep an eye out for anything weird.